0: Coming up on today's episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast, we talk about, well, the Pat McAfee show as he's had a couple of interesting comments about the Buccaneers as well as an interesting interview and then We discuss an NFC South rival as some rumors continue to heat up surrounding the team in Charlotte. All that and more on today's Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's up, and welcome back to the Locked on Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com, and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked on Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Make sure you are checking out BucksNation.com every single day as we have a different free agent profile leading all the way up to the first day of free agency there on St. Patty's Day and while you're at it head over to the pewtercastawards.com and vote on the puties. as Brent Allen will be hosting his final puties of his bucks podcasting career unless he pulls a Michael Jordan and decides to come out of retirement in about a year and a half i could see it happening i don't know about you david but of course the locked on bucks podcast is nominated for content creator of the year and david harrison is nominated for guest of the year so check out all of that boxnation.com, and the pewter, pewtercastawards.com.
1: All right. Like James kind of talked about before we uh, we hit the the intro for the show, we've got a lot of Pat McAfee on today's episode, which should surprise nobody that's been listening to the show for a while that eventually we're, we were going to have a Pat McAfee-heavy episode of this locked on bucks podcast because James is very, very much in love with Mr. Pat McAfee. Um, and this first clip uh, that we're going to discuss and it's him kind of hinting at, well, he's not hinting. He's saying that there is a really funny story that someday he will probably tell it's, it's going to be a good one.
2: Actually, there is a funny story that'll come out in a book someday that if I was worse with the way I handled COVID, I'd probably have a super bowl ring right now. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. hmm. Can we? Can, can we can we can <laughs> we if I had the antibodies I potentially would have came back potentially for a, a team one week but I didn't I got tested did not have the antibodies because I never had the COVID if I would have had the COVID would have had the antibodies would have been able to bypass certain protocols would potentially been in a boat party but that's neither here oh, nor there let's no. talk about your what? organization <laughs> no I got it. well Chris Mallard would have had to been a part of that anyways he would have had to release my rights for that whole thing but
0: David Do you realize the golden opportunity that we missed having drunk Brady, drunk Gronk, and drunk McAfee all hanging out on boats together? Can you imagine that scene?
1: Uh, It would have been entertaining, that's for sure, yes.
0: I mean, this is a man who was arrested for allegedly being intoxicated in public in Indianapolis. uh, Legendary mugshot. but. Yeah, I mean, it It made sense. He had actually joked about it a couple of times. I had heard it, um, you know, once the, you know, the the Tom Brady signing happened and the Gronk trade happened. And, you know, Pat kind of joked. He's like, I don't know, maybe I'll look into, into doing some kicking. And this was before the Ryan Suckup signing. And he would send out videos of himself, you know, kicking 65, 70-yard field goals. Because a lot of people forget, even though he was a punter of the decade, he was a place kicker for west virginia and the dude's got an absolute cannon of a leg so he started he started kicking again but then you know decided not gonna do it i have my series xm show now my business is doing well and he stayed away from it but obviously this coincided with the week that we had ryan suck up bradley pinion and zach Triner i wanted to say jack I don't know why, maybe because of Rhyme, but it was when all three of them were placed in the COVID protocol, and we were all wondering if the Bucs were going to have to go for it on every fourth down and go for two-point conversions all day because they did not have a punter or a kicker or a long snapper. Luckily, that wasn't the case. But interesting to hear that McAfee you know, was on the cusp of doing this. Obviously, he has a relationship with Bruce Arians. Uh, he played for Indianapolis while Bruce Arians was there as the – interim head coach and the offensive coordinator, uh, under Chuck Pagano. So yeah, that was, that was a cool story that, uh, that we heard about from, uh, from good old Pat McAfee. And I wouldn't say that I'm in love with Pat McAfee. I enjoy him. He's a hilarious human. He gets great guests. Um, you know, he he puts on an entertaining show.
1: Yeah. So I, I give you a lot of grief for being in love with Pat McAfee, but I mean, he is, he is a very entertaining individual and he does do a good job. And he, I like how he kind of keeps it real, right? He's a, he's one of these players that has since turned media, but he kind of keeps the realness to it on on a straight and narrow. And you know, I, it, that could all be a, sh- uh, a show as well. I don't I don't know Pat McAfee from anybody else, so. I suppose it could be, but you do see some of these media types, Steve Smith, who go out there, they become, they go from being players to being media, and then they just come out with these wildly bad takes, Steve Smith, because they want to get ratings for their network, and they want to get clicks on Twitter, Steve Smith, and it's just, it's ridiculous, but you like, you like seeing a player who comes out of his NFL career, like Pat McAfee, and continues to drop good content, and give people uh, real content. That's that's really what we're all after. I think uh, when you see players put on that kind of fake media persona, Steve Smith, then it, it kind of ruins it for for fans.
0: Yeah, and if you are a, a fan of of Pat McAfee, it's been a great couple weeks to be listening to him. He's got, he's had Sean Murphy bunting on a couple of times. He's had Scotty Miller on. He had Vita Vea on. He's had Chris Godwin on, which we're gonna get to in just a minute. Um, Yeah, he's he's had some great Buccaneers guests. He's had Bruce Arians on his show. You know, they like I said, they have a relationship from from their days in Indianapolis. But if you are a fan of Pat McAfee, he has a plethora of podcasts in addition to the serious XM show. And one of his podcasts is called Hammered Down, which is hammered down with a Pittsburgh accent. And it's all about betting. So you might want to listen to that podcast and then head over to our friends over at betonline.ag. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked on again. Use promo code locked on, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
1: Back now for segment two of the locked on bucks podcast. After this episode, head over to Locked On Today and get more of the sports news you need in less time with the new Locked On Today podcast, hosted by Peter Bikowski, as he breaks down the biggest stories from around sports with your with analysis from your local experts start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes subscribe to locked on today podcast wherever you get podcasts continuing our locked on bucks bucks pat mcafee love fest episode uh pat mcafee also had chris godwin on his show recently without further ado here is pat mcafee with buccaneers wide receiver chris godwin Chris, Pat always tells a story about him getting franchised and he saw the money. He was like, that's that's awesome. Um, But I know a lot of players are potentially against getting franchised. There's rumors yeah. the Bucks may do that for you if something doesn't get worked out long term. What will your, will your thoughts be if you get franchised?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm in the same boat as like a lot of players, you know, I, like you want to get, you know, some long term security. You know, you you want the team to, to commit to you as well. Um, and so, like, I, I, I think I would, an extension would be ideal. But at the end of the day, you know, if, if the franchise, is what happens, then like that's what I got to do. You know what I mean? And then, and then we'll revisit later. But, um, Bro. you know, I want to, I want to be in Tampa. But at the end of the day, I, w- I want to get paid too. So
2: you're gonna make so much money if you hit the market. I mean, it yeah. is is—it is, is insane to think about. Like, I see you're in a very nice place there, obviously, but has that been something that is fully registered with you yet? We let off with like, congrats, basically, you're about to get paid, but it is a real life changer. For, for instance, I, I got money that was nowhere near what you're gonna get, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, holy, like, okay, I'm a different person now than I was <laughs> just a day ago. Like, I can go do whatever I wanna do. Has it settled in? like with friends family and everything like that it's like okay we did what we had to do all right the it was basically all one big job interview for this entire college high school college even in the nfl now we're about to hit that point have you had that moment yet i i hope you get a chance to have that with your family and friends and be like hey we fit it like hey it's about to happen you know what i mean like that's a big deal dude not a lot of people get that type of money to do something they work at you're about to do it and you earned it like that's something you should think about going in there and have that cool conversation
3: Oh yeah. Uh so I, I haven't actually like had that moment yet. Um like it hadn't really like sunk in quite yet. Like I'm aware of what's going on, but um but I don't think that moment will truly come until we actually like sign something. You know, like you say, it's been one long interview for I don't know, what, 10, 15 plus years, you know, like your entire life. And and I'm I'm very much a guy that I, I don't I don't like to count money that I don't have in my pocket. You know what I mean? Smart. And so like, you just you never know what happens.
0: Yeah, so it's it's a lot of of what I talked about yesterday by the way. Well, I I have to give a shout out. The first person talking in that audio clip was Tone Diggs, uh Tony DeGilio, uh, one of you know kind of Pat's right-hand man there, so want to give credit where credit is due if everyone started hearing yep. that totally know who that is. Well, you know, we said, here's more McAfee. And then it was a completely different voice. I just wanted people to understand that, yeah, the beginning of that was not Pat McAfee. But it was a lot of what I talked about yesterday. And, you know, these guys want to get paid. And we've heard Shaq Barrett talk about wanting to break the bank. And Chris Godwin is no different. And you, you saw some people on Twitter talking about it. Rick Stroud tweeted about it. Tom Krasnicki from WDAE, he tweeted about it. He said, you know, this doesn't sound like a guy who's going to give a hometown discount to the Buccaneers. But, you know, it, it's kind of like what, what Pat was saying. And he's he kept talking about, you know, if you hit the market, you are going to get so much money. But Compared to what he's earned in his career so far, yeah, he could probably get a lot more money elsewhere. He's probably not going to get that option because if they can't get something worked out, he will get franchise tagged. And even at that, he's looking at $16, $17 million for this year alone, which you know brings us back to what Shaq said last year, which is that's more money than I've ever made in my career. That is more money than I've ever seen in my life. I want the long-term security, but I'm not going to be upset about making this much money. And it's kind of the same thing with Chris Godwin. But yeah, he he could go to, I mean, Indianapolis and probably make 90 or $100 million. He could go to Chicago. He could go to Philadelphia. He could go to uh, the, the Jets or, or the Giants and probably make 90 to $100 million. He's probably not going to get that here in Tampa because of the cap situation. And, and something else that Mac, if he said, and, and then I'll pass it over to you, was the Buccaneers are going to look at and say look this is the situation that we're in that money's still going to be there a year or two from now if you know because we got Tom Brady we got Tom Brady and the windows closing like we need you to come back win a championship then we're going to break you off and it's probably going to be Godwin's people Godwin's agent saying yeah that money could be there one year two years from now but that money's also here right now and we kind of have to think about that
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's you know, it's it's the difference between wanting to take care of the human side of things and having to run a business, and and that's where all the conflict comes in with these negotiations and these talks. I mean, you know, some of these teams that they could, they would pay a lot of these guys, you know, as much money as they really want. Um, some owners wouldn't uh, do that, Jerry Jones. But you know, it's it's just nice. kind of, it's just kind of a situation that they're in, and we're all gonna have to wait and see how it plays out. Um, but before I get too deep into this conversation, because I do have. Uh plenty to say about the salary cap. What uh, James, you've been telling me pre-recording that I was gonna that I was gonna be mad at you uh, for yesterday's episode. And then in the episode you said I am going to come up with a way to rebut what you were saying. So do me a favor, remind me, remind our, our guests, remind our listeners who maybe didn't listen to your episode yesterday, which they didn't, they should, um, because it's always a good time what it is i'm mad at you for
0: uh the fact that i basically came out and said with chris godwin getting the franchise tag as a last-ditch resort and the amount of money that that is going to take up we are probably looking at shaquille barrett as being the odd man out given that he wants to break the bank even though he says he wants to stay he wants to make his money and, you know, the Bucks have to bring back Indomitian Sue. They have to bring back Levante David. They are tagging Chris Godwin. They don't want him to go out the door. So it's starting to shape up to me as Shaq Barrett being the odd man out. But I also said that, you know what? As great as Shaq is, he is replaceable. You, again, and this is what got me in trouble last week, you may not get the same production from someone else, but you could find a similar production you or you could find similar production elsewhere to complement Jason Pierre-Paul because for this Bucks defense, those sack numbers, those quarterback pressures, those quarterback hits, it all starts in the middle with Vita Vea and Indama and Sue. And then I laid out, you know, the numbers for Shaq Barrett with and without Vita Vea, and it's it's pretty significant. So you know, maybe maybe it has more to do
1: with Vita and Sue
0: that it does with who is on the edges.
1: Well, I don't know why you think I would get mad at you for that because I said the same thing. We, we actually agree on that. There are some things that we don't agree on as far as the, the Buccaneers free agency can, can picture looks or how it looks and who the, who the priority is and all that stuff. You know, like I have Indominus at top, uh, you have Antonio Brown up top cause you hate Chris Godwin. And then, but, but what Whoa. we both agreed on is that Shaquille Barrett really is, you know, I wouldn't say the bottom guy. Uh, but, he's towards the bottom and it's nothing against Shaq. Like I love Shaquille Barrett. I mean, if if you've been with this show for a while out there, listeners, you know how excited we both were when Shaquille Barrett landed And I mean, we were probably so excited Mm -hmm. that a lot of people were like, what, like this has to be fake. You're just excited because they signed something. No, like Shaquille Barrett is a guy because of my ties back to Colorado. I've been watching, I've known who Shaq Barrett was his entire career and thought he was a guy that was criminally underused and needed an opportunity, which is what he came to Tampa to get. It was an opportunity. Again, go back to his his intro press conference or his interview with us even. And he said, Todd Bowles didn't promise him anything but an opportunity. You're going to get reps in training camp. You're going to get reps in preseason. What you do with those reps is on you. We will make those decisions on who plays where and how much based off of those reps. And he came into camp, and he took that starting job, and he's run with it. Um, So I'm super happy for him. But when I look at this Buccaneers defense, I look at the way the top bowl schemes, I look at the way these players play, and I look at the value that a guy like Via vea alone had on this defense in this pass rush. And it's hard to really refute. Uh, we even had one listener say that, like after listening to our conversation about it, that he now is in agreement that Shaq Barrett is really not the priority. Now, if you look at the Bucks Nation votes, uh Shaq Barrett still is very much priority for a lot of those people, and I get it. And I'm not saying that I don't want Shaq back, so let's not get on that tangent. You know what I mean? But I think when you go down the list and you're, and you're Jason Light and you're the coaching staff and you're, you're Mike Greenberg and you prioritize who has to come back first, I just I, unfortunately, I do think that Shaq is, is down the list a little bit, but then we get into the conversation of how are they gonna bring people back in the first place? And I wanna say this. So you mentioned track Over the Cap. There's, there's some sites out there. Those are kind of the two main ones uh, that people look to for salary cap information, right? Well, I like using the NFLPA website. That's, that's a good website for me. Um, If that's what the NFLPA is tracking, I think we're pretty good there. The NFLPA concurrently tracks the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having $166.7 million in salaries heading into 2021. Over the cap has that number at 166.69. So NFLPA is tracking a hair more uh, in total cap liabilities, what the Buccaneers owe for the 2021 season currently than over the cap is. So we can kind of use that site, use that number for, you know, what it is for our exercise here. Uh, because James, you know, we know that the salary cap now is, it has, has a higher floor than maybe it could have in the past. And the expectation is that the Buccaneers are going to have somewhere around 20 million ish in cap space, right? Right. Now, going back to your episode yesterday, the estimated projected franchise tag value for Chris Godwin would be what? I want to say it was around 16, right. 16 and a half million, which depending on which number you believe, which ones you don't and all that stuff leaves the Buccaneers somewhere between seven and $11 million in cap space to play with. And then you look at the, 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 the draft money that they're going to need. They don't They're not picking at the top of the draft. So they don't necessarily need like a full 10 million, but you figure they probably need a good 8 million or so unless they trade back a lot and, and get some cheaper contracts. Right. So really when you look at it, if Chris Godwin gets his money, and then you have an NFL draft class, you've got to sign and pay because they're going to impact your top 51 year roster. You're left with about three or $4 million in cap space. And that's not good. I don't know (laughs) what I mean. Um, And that's kind of what you were getting into, but I wanted to dive just a little bit deeper and a little bit more specific into this. If, if we could, Mike Evans is a player who has already said that he's willing to restructure his contract. Right. And I want to get over I want to get through this really fast. So just an example for people who don't quite, maybe, you know, don't understand how this works. Mike Evans currently, his base salary for 2021 is $12.25 million. He's already getting a bonus of $4.3 million. And that makes his cap number $16.63 million right now. So the best way for the Buccaneers to lower that cap hit if they wanted to, the way that Mike Evans said they do, is they turn that base salary as low as they can, by turning them into signing bonuses. Now, for my estimation, the, the vet minimum for a guy who's been in the NFL for seven years this year is probably going to be right around a million dollars, James. So the Buccaneers could feasibly take $11 million of Mike Evans' 2021 salary, turn it all into signing bonuses, prorate it over the next three years, including 2021 and then 22-23, which basically gives you about $3 million and some change, a little short of $4 million per year in bonuses that they then pay out to Mike Evans, which would make his 2021 cap number right around $9 million, saving you about $6.5 million. And then you would add $9 million, or you'd add another $4 million, rather, sorry, to his 2022 number, 2023 number, putting him at about $22 million per year for those final years. Does that make sense to you? Because if it makes sense to you, then maybe it makes sense to other people.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. So that is you're you're borrowing from your future self. You're saying this is 2022 Mike Greenberg and Jason Light's problem. They can deal with it.
1: So you're 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 yeah, exactly. So Mike Evans isn't taking less money, he's just taking more money up front so that the Buccaneers have more money to play with. And again, that frees up about nine million or six and a half million dollars this year. That's in Dominican maybe, right? Just a, a quick breakdown of some numbers, some financials, James. Um, Again, I'm not a capologist, so that's just my understanding of it. But just to give Bucks fans a little bit more groundwork uh, to work with when they're talking about this kind of stuff.
0: Uh, One more that we'll throw out real quick before we need to get to the next break. Uh, How about taking 10 of the $25 million that Tom Brady has owed? And defer that to next year when you go ahead and extend him for his age 45 season and the Bucks get to keep Brady for two more years. And that'll save you some money yeah. on the cap because.
1: And that's another thing, too. That would be an extension and then a restructure involved in. It really, really wouldn't even be a restructure. It would be an entirely new contract that basically pushes all that money. But, yeah, so he's Tom Bray's another one that's in that same boat. And we've already heard rumors that he may do an extension with the Buccaneers, a la Drew Brees, where it may not be a situation where he plays. It's just gonna be one of those years that is co- it's considered a void year, and they pay him anyway.
0: Or he's just
1: gonna go for ten Lombardies. Let's keep. Or he's gonna go for ten Lombardies. Yes, absolutely. Um, and <laughs> just like Tom Brady going for ten Lombardies, I'm gonna go and get myself a whole lot of Built Bars because that's the closest I'm ever gonna get to feeling like a champion. The new Built Bar is even better than the old Built Bar. They've got 18 amazing flavors, including 12 originals and six new flavors, and there is more great stuff coming around the bend guys i just bit into an, an unreleased flavor today it is amazing i can't wait to share it with you guys Built bars are great for everybody health conscious or not health conscious to be honest with you. they're so good you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat they're low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber great for the keto diet all you got to do to get in on this action is go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20 percent off of your next order again that's promo code locked on at builtbar.com for 20 percent off Of the best tasting protein bar you will ever try i have ever tried if you know a better one let me know i'll try it but you're wrong
0: wrapping things up here on a wednesday edition of the locked on bucks podcast and wednesdays on locked on nfl you can take a dive into the future of your favorite nfl franchise tony wiggins and james rapine are joined every week by a locked on draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young nfl players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance this week, or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL when wherever you get your podcasts. David, first I'd like to say I have not gotten that new unreleased flavor yet, and I'm getting really jealous of all of you in the Locked On Network chat talking about how delicious it is because it's amazing. As our listeners know, I am not a fan of coconut and you all were going crazy over the coconut brownie, which I, you know, my wife said is her by far her favorite, but I did not get to enjoy those because I don't like coconut. And so I really wanted to try this new one and it still has not arrived. All right, David, let's talk a little bit about one of the NFC South rivals to wrap things up here on this Wednesday episode, because it came out that one of the three teams that Deshaun Watson has already said that he will accept a trade to is none other than the Carolina Panthers, in addition to the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. And David, we talked about this a few weeks ago, that it was rumored that part of a trade for Deshaun Watson would involve Christian McCaffrey. And it got me thinking, because Christian McCaffrey is an absolutely unbelievable talent he is so good in every facet of the game he is so dangerous whenever he gets the ball because even if he's not in space he will find the space and he will make you pay so it got me thinking I wanted to ask you and I wanted to ask our listeners to jump in and their opinion as well are the Carolina Panthers more scary with Deshaun Watson but without Christian McCaffrey? Or are they more scary with McCaffrey and without Watson? Because to me, to me, David, I would say that the Panthers are more scary. They are more dangerous. They are more of a threat. If they keep Christian McCaffrey and try to find a quarterback elsewhere, who that quarterback could be, I'm not real sure. Could be in the draft. Could be, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's second year in the system. Could be a trade for Derek Carr. Could be any number of things. But to me, you give up a top five talent in the NFL at the running back position, and especially as, as good as he is in the receiving game. I'm not. I'm not nearly as concerned about the Panthers for the next couple of years just because they upgraded the quarterback because they downgrade their offense as a whole.
1: I have two answers for this. Okay, in a vacuum, the Carolina Panthers offense is better with Deshaun Watson, even without Christian McCaffrey, and and I say that because. With the Carolina Panthers, with Christian McCaffrey, what we've seen over the years is if you are a team that can stop Christian McCaffrey, you can stop the Carolina Panthers. However, we've seen teams go out and stop quarterbacks, but then still get gashed by run games because you can still defend against the pass while stopping the run, right? A sack is basically what happens when you're running to stop the ball carrier and the ball carrier happens to be the quarterback. That's kind of a butchering of a saying that I can't remember who said it, so I can't quote it. But that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at, right? Whereas if you, if you sell out to stop the pass, you're talking about either overrushing, over blitzing, right? Or you're talking about opening your defense up, in which case a guy like Mike Davis, a guy like Ronald Jones who's not considered a tier one type of running back, a Marlon Mack, you know what I mean? Go on and go on and go on. We've seen running backs in this league – make fools of defenses that basically sell out to stop top receivers and top quarterbacks from gashing them through the passing game. But if you stop the Carolina Panthers rushing attack, then that's it, that's all they've had because they haven't had a quarterback. If you have Deshaun Watson on the Carolina Panthers and say a Mike Davis or say a Najee Harris or say whoever the running back might be, right? Then if you're, if you're, doing it through blitzing which like the Buccaneers have a good formula right so the Buccaneers can stop the run no matter who it is and and be successful but then keep enough guys to prevent Deshaun Watson from beating them with guys like DJ and all that stuff. but the Buccaneers if you're asking just about the Buccaneers it doesn't matter to me honestly it doesn't really matter like if you have Deshaun Watson without Christian McCaffrey we're good if you have Christian McCaffrey without Deshaun Watson we're better you know what I'm saying now if you have Deshaun Watson and Christian McCaffrey okay 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 you know, the voice turns up a little bit. Um, so to me, it's kind of a push either way. You know what I mean? It's like a your poison. But I think generally speaking, it's a general National Football League in general defenses. The Panthers are better with Deshaun Watson. If even without Christian McCaffrey, and they are with Christian McCaffrey without Deshaun Watson. Now, here's my, I guess, actually my third answer, right? <laughs> the reason I hate this deal for the Carolina Panthers is because it's not just Christian McCaffrey. Right, right, right. It's also two firsts, two seconds. So now for the next two years, and I don't know their entire draft cap, maybe they've got another one tucked away, but I can't imagine they have another first, second-round draft pick tucked away that the Houston Texans are not going to take with this. You know what I mean? They're going to debo the hell out of that thing. Um, so you've got third-round draft picks. And, and listen, there are, there are you know, Chris Godwins out there to be found in the third round, but they're not everywhere. And if you're the Carolina Panthers now, you have Deshaun Watson, you have DJ Moore, you're going to lose Curtis Samuel in free agency. You don't have that great of a defense. You don't have that great of an offensive line. I mean, the Carolina Panthers didn't give up as many sacks as the Texans did last year, but they still gave up 36, which is right around the middle of the field. You're talking Chicago Bears territory, Los Angeles, or, yeah, Los Angeles Chargers territory. So it's not like they have the greatest offensive line uh, in the National Football League, not one like, you know, the Indianapolis Colts or Tampa Bay Buccaneers who only gave up 22-21 sacks in, in the top five of, of not getting their quarterback sacked. So... What makes me hate this trade for the Carolina Panthers is that is the draft capital. They're also losing because that eliminates any chance of you from building a really dominant team around Deshaun until 2023 at the earliest.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you take a look at, at two firsts and two seconds, you know, relating as, as you did when this when this whole trade rumor came up, you're talking about Devin White, Tristan Wurst, Antoine Winfield Jr. and Sean Murphy Bunting. Like, you know, that's, that's what you're giving up in addition to Mike Evans.
1: Yeah. And and that's the thing, like in the Buccaneers, we talked about this before. like the Buccaneers, if they were to give up, you know, say Tom Brady's riding off in the sunset, if they were to give up two first two seconds, and I wouldn't say Mike Evans, but I don't know, Ronald Jones, you know what I mean? For, for Deshaun Watson, I'd be okay with that. But okay, let's, 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 let's do that. You know what I mean? Let's see if we can figure this out with Leonard Fournette, find a good back in the third round, fourth round, fifth round. Hello, Michael Carter out of North Carolina. You know, and, and roll roll the dice that way. But the Carolina Panthers, like, you don't have a Mike Evans, a Chris Godwin, you don't have a Tristan Wirfs, you don't have a Devin White, and now you're trading away your opportunities to go get them, You know, and even Chris Godwin, even if you draft a Chris Godwin this year, it's going to take two years for Chris Godwin, Godwin to become what Chris Godwin really became. Like, you saw the potential and you saw the flashes, but Chris Godwin didn't become this about-to-get-paid Chris Godwin for 2 years. It took him until his 3rd his season to really become that guy for this Buccaneers offense. So, even if the if the Panthers go out and draft a Chris Godwin in 2021 3rd round, you're looking at 2024, 23 rather until he's actually Chris Godwin and by then, where's DJ Moore? Like have you paid him? Where's your offensive you know what I'm saying? Like it's just I don't see it as as smart team building.
0: All right. Well, I'm curious to hear what the Locked On Bucks listeners uh, have to say about it. You can respond by calling us at 813-444-5841. You can send in an email or a voice memo to said email at LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. And if their responses are anything like they were from last week's show, then I'm going to be very upset and my feelings are going to be hurt again not to try to sway you in any way but i just find christian mccaffrey to be the better the the better building block for right now for what the panthers have going on
1: james hates deshaun watson that's it's pretty clear
0: no i don't hate deshaun watson
1: just like bailey hates scotty miller and you hate chris godwin you also hate deshaun watson
0: we're gonna get out of here this is slanderous at this point except for the part about bailey he does hate scotty miller especially after Scotty Miller threw Chris Godwin's phone in the lake. Check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're voting for the PewterCast Awards over at the Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucs, at JRCo underscore at dharrison 82 and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Lock
1: Bucks.